Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for the bigger picture and quite a few issues uh, worth looking at this morning. Uh, in fact, ahead of the U.S. market opening, it seems that stock futures little change with futures tied to the Dow up about five points. S&P 500 futures, Nasdaq 100 futures barely above the flat line. Uh, we're going to talk about that as well as the worries that investors are facing right now. Jack Cousy, director of VFS Group, is on the line with me. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Elliot. How are you? Very good, sir. And what an interesting uh, predicament we find ourselves in this morning, especially when we look at how Wall Street closed overnight. Is, is it a case of investors can't decide which one they're more worried about? Is it they're more worried about the upcoming uh, or impending recession? Or are they more worried about a more hawkish Fed? <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? Well, no, I know. I know. I'm, I'm Elliot. I'm wondering where Santa is, to be honest with you, because... <laughs> He didn't show up last year in terms of the Christmas rally. And at the moment, he doesn't look like he's going to pop his head out, certainly in the next week. I mean, we lost all momentum in the last couple of days that we had after um, Chairman Jerome Powell spoke about, you know, being less hawkish on interest rates. And now we're hearing the word recession, recession, recession a lot. And, you know, I guess the question is, we know that there's going to be a pretty tough landing next year. Uh, the question is, how hard or how soft is that landing going to be? And at the moment, the market's pricing in a bit of a hard landing. And we've seen some developments over the last couple of days. And I think the one that's really starting to echo throughout the global economy is job cuts. Yeah. You know, so we saw a lot of these big tech firms in the previous months start to cut jobs. And now we're seeing the likes of Goldman's and Bank of America start to also cut jobs. Um, and that's kind of the final piece in the puzzle in relation to, you know, moving towards a recession. You know, we've had high inflation, we've had higher interest rates, we've had the real estate market start to get depressed, not only in the US, but across the globe. And now we've had this tight, tight labor market Mm. that's been around for so long post-COVID, really starting to show some cracks. And that obviously results in decreased spending, people, you know, not paying back their loans, and you get that flow-on effect. The one good thing about it, I guess, if you can call it a good thing, is, this will lead to a curve of inflation, definitely, mm. specifically if you start to see some of this labour market tightening uh, starting to loose. And we're starting to see that, um, no doubt about it. So it's a really interesting time. It's a really interesting period for markets, considering, you know, we're all starting to think about our holidays and time off with the family. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the, the sentiment has certainly turned, and we've killed all that momentum we had. Now, there's a couple of key figures coming out in the next couple of weeks, well, particularly CPI, which we'll see out of the US next Tuesday. And then we obviously have the Fed coming out with a rate decision. And the market is pricing in 50 basis points. It'd be interesting to see what they do. But yeah, I mean, I was listening to the CEO of Walmart, which is America's largest employer. um, And he was saying that, you know, inflation is still quite sticky. And the concerning part about the inflationary period we're going through right now is have a look at oil. You know, mm. oils come off significantly. Oil stocks are actually down to the year now. Um, and we never thought that would happen considering where we started. Yet inflation is still remaining sticky. And I think that's the worrying point for central bankers around the world. So it's a tough time um, for investors. It definitely is. I think the point is we're going to continue to see volatility 
um, not only uh, towards the end of the year, but I think in the first half of the year, definitely. Yeah, uh, oil prices dropping for three straight sessions. I wanted Correct, to get a bit yeah. of uh, perspective with regard to the job cuts. Are we, I mean, is it just too much information about job cuts coming out? Because on the one hand, you have things like, for example, BlackRock's CFO is saying that the firm's freezing a lot of hiring, reducing expenses. But at the yeah. same time, with regard to this morning's news about Morgan Stanley uh, cutting 2% of his staff, that's all part of, you know, terminating the lesser performing staff, which banks tend to do before bonuses are paid. It's just yeah. that they froze it for two years. Yeah, look, I, I, <laughs> I, think, I think you're right. There's, there are some specific company-specific related job cuts or job freezing that is happening. Okay, okay. But there's no doubt we're seeing a broader, you know, job cut across multiple industries. And I think that's that's a factor of a couple of things. You know, they were very bloated to start off with. Money was cheap and you could borrow to fuel growth, particularly in the tech sector. Um, but now most of these companies, their share prices are off 30 to 40%. And they've got to justify some job cuts, and, and now is the time to do so. So, yeah, it's a combination of both. But this is what happens when you're moving in a recessionary environment, and you've moved interest rates so quickly over a short period of time, and markets and the economy don't have the fuel that it had for the last ten years. Mm. Um, so, I expect this to be a continuing trend. The question is, how big of a trend is it? You know, two percent here and there can be quite, you know, the market can eat it up. But if we start to see even more wider job cuts, well, that's what, that's what, well, that's what a, you know, a full pain, hard recession looks like. You lose jobs, people lose their income, they start to cut spending, and that has that flow-on effect throughout the entire economy and throughout the entire world because we're, we're a connected world. Jack, I want to get your thoughts on where China stands in all of this because I'm starting to get the impression, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's starting to look a little bit separate. Um, when you have easing of COVID restrictions, there's that positivity. But on the flip side, you see this morning Apple CEO Tim Cook talking about a TSMC factory uh, opening in Arizona to cut off yeah. that dependence on China factories. Even yesterday, Tesla talking about, you know, maybe they're going to slow down some manufacturing in China, focus a little bit more yeah. on the gigabyte factory in Germany. What are your thoughts on China? Look, I'm a Chinese bull, always have been, um, and it's been quite a tough time for China and Chinese investors. What I can tell you is that China has not really moved in unison with the rest of the world really since about a year out of COVID. They've kind of been on a different path, like you have said. Um, You know, when markets were rallying, they were in the midst of a big tech crackdown and tech regulation. We've seen markets come off, you know, in the last six months, but it's actually been not a bad period for Chinese equities. I think China will have a good opening of the first half of the year. I continue to remain bullish. I think their companies are significantly undervalued. They're trading at historically low PEs on their average. Um, And you now have a move by the Chinese central government to reopen and start to reduce some of these COVID restrictions. So that, I think, spells a good part for China in the first six months. Um, Their companies have reported over the last couple of months. And while their earnings have been down, we haven't seen a collapse of these earnings. I look at the likes of Barber, Pinduoduo, JD.com, Meituan, still solid growth companies with an enormous base. So I think that part, I think, is, is certainly undervalued. In terms of China as a central manufacturing hub for the rest of the world, 
well, it's going to be very hard for all the world to de-risk themselves from them because they are such a big part. But I think COVID has taught nations around the world that rather than having your distribution lines or logistics lines all over the world, you want them kind of regionalised. And I think that's a long-term trend we're going to see because of COVID. You want factories within your own region. I think still China will be the hub for, for Asia, but we will still see a continuing point of, of companies trying to de-risk some of their manufacturing within China. And Apple's a really good example. So Apple tells us about their suppliers... Yeah. 12-month lag. Yeah. Um, they just released their 2021 figures. Around 51% of their supply comes out of China. The year before that was 61. So they're certainly starting to do that. And I think that will be a growing trend. I still think the Chinese economy is okay. Yeah. It's got a massive middle class. It's continuing to invest in high-tech manufacturing on its own end. It wants to be the high-tech manufacturer for the rest of the world. It wants to win in AI. It wants to win in robotics. Yeah. And I think to some extent they are going to win and that's going to insulate their economy over the next 10 to 20 years. Yeah, you get the sense that they're just waiting to roar back uh, once they sort out the zero COVID policy for sure. Yeah. And uh, what people have to understand about China is they've undergone a massive structural technological change in terms of regulation. Massive. What we have to remember is China hasn't regulated its tech market ever. Yeah. Right? They've never done it. This is the first time they've tried to do it, and they're building what I say is a train line for the next 50 years. So, yeah, I, I think they're in good stead. They've obviously got issues, and everybody knows about them, mm. but I think growth is going to start roaring back in China, definitely. All right, one to watch. I've been speaking with Jack Cousy, who's director of VFS Group. Jack, I appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a great day, yeah? No worries, Elliot, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.